Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Dean TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, Resurrection fans! Welcome back. To AfterBuzz TV, Happy New Year! Thank you for joining <laughs> us. I'm your host Zach Wilson. We're talking about Resurrection with my lovely co-host Chelsea Breesh. Hi guys, Happy 2015. G Madison and Melina Alves, unfortunately, still out. I miss them so much. They're both so busy. Where's G? G, we want G you back. G is killing it, you guys. We gotta, we have to send some links. We need to resurrect we G. <laughs> we need, he need, G I know, needs I to him. return. Uh, I'm gonna stop now. All right, <laughs> I'll stop and let's talk about episode 210, prophecy. Ready? Um, well, let's, first of all, I'm curious the title. What do you think? Because there wasn't a straight up prophecy right. of any kind in this episode. So, what do you think they're getting at there? Um, I honestly think. Usually, I feel like the titles are really relevant to the show. I don't know if they were just searching for something or wanted to mix it up a bit, but no, I don't know. It, does you think it has something to do with Margaret's like let go? Like that's thing? her prophecy. It's not, it's not I really don't know. prophecy. It's like a mentality, if it's anything. Right, or it'd be like a life motto. You yeah. Know? Like <laughs> I don't know. I, they might have been pushing it with the prophecy word, but it sounds meaningful. Yeah. At the very least, it does. Uh, Margaret had a big turn in this episode. This was. You know, we've been off for a few weeks, right? Um, since December, and we come back. Obviously, no time has passed in the show, but I felt like her character has done a a whole one eighty. I think a lot of things, like you and I were just talking about before we went on, a lot of things have kind of just flipped. I feel like people's reactions or the way that they're viewing things, it was just all kind of a toss up. Like I'm, I almost like need a second to really soak in what just happened in that episode because <laughs> that was just a lot. It was, I feel like a lot was just put on my shoulders. Um, it was a, it was a quick episode, right? It was really like quick. it felt like it moved lightning speed, which never happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> wait, wait, what show are we watching now? <laughs> what uh, just happened? Uh, we went from the show that took like 
nine episodes to like reveal right the slightest for right. like Henry to just like maybe go in on buying the factory and start like opening again and then not. I mean, I thought the speed was on point, and hopefully, maybe fingers and toes crossed, like they're it stays there. it stays that way, and that energy keeps flowing because mm-hmm. they threw a lot in there. But I think that that was good. That was cool to watch to not be able to like process everything right in that second and have ten minutes in between each scene to digest the two words that was said. You know, so I, yeah. I thought that I, the speed was great. Um, but I mean, just so much happened. Yeah, I guess th- because a lot of characters within like just this, the. 45 minutes of this episode went and changed where they are so drastically. Right. Um, almost like they became new. I feel like we were almost about to learn new characters within these characters. It's almost like it's the beginning. It's almost like a season opener because mm-hmm. that's a lot of times that's what TV shows do in order to make seasons stand apart is not just introducing a new character. Anyway, right. But characters while they are still structurally the same and the same people, they're on different journeys, so they behave differently and they they change. Right. And that's what keeps that's what good television is. But this is so yeah. sudden because we're mid season. There's only five episodes left. This one and then four more episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, it should be four more because they got an extra one added on mid season. Right. right. Um. So there's only, there's not a lot of time to like play out whole new character arcs. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Who do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with Margaret, because I feel okay. like she had the biggest turn in this. Because she was our, like, power house, like, this entire right. time. She was, like, this crazy, I'm going to rule the town. I she am did. king She came in or strong. <laughs> I am Lady Catelyn. Yeah. Um, and she, But she came in, and she was a powerhouse. And in this episode, she went from what felt like the puppet master of everything, where she knew everything everything that was going on to does she she seems to not have anything here's the thing i think you almost have to break her down in two aspects like she is a grandmother Mm -hmm. so in the family aspect she might go down in history as the world's worst grandmother (laughs) because i feel like grandmothers are supposed to be loving and all you know still like protect you from the world's you know fears and a lot of the truths but to talk to her eight-year-old grandson and tell her the things that she has, especially in this episode that she did, um, I, I, I think it's awful. I, I just don't think that that's right. I understand <laughs> Jacob is not like a normal, you know, boy, but that was a lot. You don't need to be talking to your son about how you were crying on your wedding day and how about, you know, his grandfather was this and that and how she saw people die. That's a lot. And especially in a really vulnerable time for him when he's trying to, quote-unquote, let go. He wants to physically leave and be dead again. That you just... I don't know. I think Lucille was right when she said that Margaret was poisoning him. Um, I don't know. In my opinion, that's just... That's not where... That's just not what you do. Yeah, I mean, I could... I could see the argument that she was poisoning him against his parents. Because she was very much... I'm not sure that she was necessarily manipulating him. She was, right. in a sense, like, but I don't know that she was intentionally manipulating right. him. I think she's really just looking out for over anybody else. After all that was revealed this week, yeah. 
after, over everything else, I think she's trying to protect and look out for Jacob. I think he is her number one priority at this point. Um, not, not her sons, who she Holy apparently uh, hates. Uh, deep down, I've always hated you. Yeah, like, thanks, Mom. Love you, too. And I know she sort of took it back for Fred at the end. No, I don't think that you ever take something like that back. But, like, she, yeah, she straight up told her children. You straight up told your kids that I've always hated you. Like, you can't do that. And I, and, like, but it was... Well, her all the there, there's a ton that she revealed about her backstory. Mm-hmm. This is there's a lot of exposition for her, right? That like that's really what it is that changed our perspective on her, right? And she's beca- I mean, now that we kind of know maybe why she has such a hard personality. Obviously, she's had a pretty awful upbringing, and a lot of nasty, ugly things have happened to her. And I think that's why she has such a hard shell. Um, and like you were saying, at the same time, I think she does look out for Jacob. I think there is probably more of a tender way to do so especially at a young age i don't know it's kind of up in the air i've always been up in the air with her as a character and how she handles things but maybe she's gonna be gone yeah i mean i don't want her to go away she's been the life of this show yeah um this season and we did get a new character we got the preacher in but the sketchiest preacher i've ever seen in my life Uh, but i don't want to lose her because partially just the acting mm-hmm. has been so stellar from her regardless of like some dialogue is stronger She's the than best others on the show. but like she brings even like weaker dialogue to life right um and when she's sitting there talking and like telling her story it's it can that can be super boring on screen right um but this episode did a great job of like just the right amount of flashback to fill us in because mm-hmm. he changed it like all of the perspective on everything that she's revealed this season like we thought she was manipulating the whole situation with like the the hangings and the killings like we thought right. she would, the way that she had originally framed it is like i am behind all these right. things and no, instead right. she was like forced to watch as her dad carried awful. them out yeah. There's just no parity. There's nothing. There's like <laughs> that whole family just Some of needs these, to go to therapy. Needs to be returned and go to therapy. This whole writers' room yeah. on this show yeah. needs some serious therapy. Yeah. Uh, um, but I mean, in her mind, as she puts it, our family is cursed. Um, and which that's a little dramatic to me. Do you not think, or do you? Well, I guess it depends on what kind of th- it. it, it sort of reaches into the bigger question of like what is the magic beyond just the the return like could we are could we think that there is like that all of this is somehow related to a curse of some kind but here's the thing it's not just it's not just people in her immediate family that are coming back or that this is happening to so i think and like a lot of beautiful things have happened in their family so i don't think like this whole family affair is just turning into poop you know like nothing i mean i I don't know i see i see a lot of points that she's made but that to me was just like an overly dramatic statement that there was no reason that that needed to be said because they're not cursed maybe they are i don't know i just like this just isn't happening to their family yeah well it sort of plays a little bit to what lucille was talking about at one point in the episode because she mentioned um, that, what, what did she say? Because, well, she's talking to Maggie right. about that she would rather have had Jacob and never gotten him back than never have, have had him, him at all. all. Which is what I think it's 
such a strong and just a really not to be like really cheesy but I thought that was a really beautiful moment because I'm sure like as a mother to say I would have literally rather have like bury my son than to have never had him at all like that's just a finds a true mother's love and I thought that was really cool that they brought that into it in a time of like she was just in such an arms and for her to like say that out loud i think probably took a lot for her as well yeah well, it's a classic tis better to have loved and lost totally, totally. um but it raises the the argument the question that what is this is introducing people is bringing barbara back for yeah. for like a day right um is that gonna cause more pain or is it gonna cause healing and maybe then that situation yeah. i think it was healing more than anything even just to get her back for a moment because yeah, it maybe healed. some closure like yeah it was some closure it brought maggie and fred back together um because they suddenly saw what their family could have been like and right. like how they are they could have been a happy family if tragedy hadn't been a factor right um so they should be happy right um because let let it go right uh, i mean going back in any storm of any relationship like family or just you know personal relationship there's that's always a double-edged sword that's always bittersweet so i you know i think that was more of like a closure like yeah a beautiful closure as opposed to like but so outside of that circumstance i guess do, are they re is whatever's behind all this is it reintroducing people to punish the Langstons in some way, some indirect way, by bringing Jacob back and, like, showing them a child and then taking the child away again. I don't think like, so. Um, it, it, I'm not sure it is either. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just, there's a parallel there that they're, I don't know if it was intentional or not. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, how did you feel about Mar- Margaret's sort of shift in direction? I'm not super surprised only because I think that just comes with a hard personality. Like nothing that besides telling her sons that she hated them. I really wasn't surprised by anything. Like I think the manipulation, I, I just do view it towards as a little manipulation towards her grandson. And that's been happening since she got back. So I think she definitely had a shift just in character personality, but nothing that I'm like laying on the floor, like, yeah. Mind boggled over. It fit. It, 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 to- fit. it fit right in. It just felt quick. Yeah. Like, it felt really sudden. Like, yeah. it surprised me. But a lot surprised me in this episode. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened super, super quick. That right. like super And another big part of that was Henry and Lucille. Or, as I put it on the board, Henry versus Lucille. <laughs> I mean, the second that she said, um, what is she, like, it's been destroyed... Isn't, I think that was the word that she used. She was talking about, or the damage. She used the word oh, damage. Yeah, yeah. When a woman uses that word that the damage has been done, like, I I think they've been just so great and they've really pulled together as a family throughout this entire, you know, throughout the entire show. But once she said that, my heart broke a little bit. I was like, oh no, there's no way that her and Henry can have problems. But, I is, mean, is the word damage is that like girl code? Like damage is girl code for like whatever you did. <laughs> you need to start sweeping up the pieces real quick because yeah, damage is a is a strong word. If you if you've done damage, it means that there's something you've done something serious. This serious, is not like yeah. you made a mistake. Right, I'm mad, but I'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah, damage is a heavy word. 
So uh, all right. don't ever do damage. I will keep that in mind <laughs> in, in my life going forward, <laughs> that if I hear the word damage, I better get quick on a fix. You better, you better. <laughs> um, get the glue out. Um, but uh, this fe- this also felt super sudden like it was super last abrupt. episode they were right. totally like on board together like he sort of was like henry lied a little bit about the mm-hmm. whole factory thing and like but i didn't think anything like they were gonna yeah. she was gonna kick him out of the but house i think if you like take a second to kind of look up to the events like i'm actually really proud i think i'm really proud of lucille for saying something because she's watched his mother, you know, just even, like, the little things, like, coming in and changing where her plates are, everything from, like, that to now, like, almost taking her son away again. Like, there's a lot of things that happen in between A and B. Um, and I, you know, I think she's kept her mouth shut for a long time, and that's her family. That is her house. That is her territory. And I'm sure it just probably feels awful to have her husband completely just be so blinded and without knowing he very much so took sides and you know i was kind of always wondering like i think a lot of show a lot of situations in the show are necessarily realistic like in relationships or in reactions and so i didn't really it didn't really bring to mind like obviously that's going to cause a rift in a relationship it just has to that's reality that's what would happen if this was a real you know if this we were watching a real family um so of course i think it's awful but I'm glad. I'm glad that they're showing these different aspects. Yeah, it's tough because from Henry's side, it's yeah. his mother, like the right. the woman who gave him that house, and like my grandma when she would come, like she would usually stay at my aunt and uncle's, like, yeah, two towns over, and she would reorganize the entire kitchen. Like that would drive me crazy. But that's like that's grandma stuff. Yeah. Like that's what grandmas do. But that's they come also in. like a monster in law situation too. Yeah. You know? Like, oh my God, that can never happen to me. <laughs> Seriously. Um I yeah, I mean grandmas just come in there like, oh bread doesn't go here. Bread right. goes over there. Right. And you're like, where did the bread go? Why right. is it in the freezer? Right. That's not helpful, Grandma. <laughs> um, you just don't know where it goes. <laughs> grandma? <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> um, it's past your bedtime, Grandma. <laughs> but I, then it, it like builds up, because once Jacob goes missing, now emotions are exposed. There's no more... like. The walls come down, right. I think, because Lucille right. is basically just like, I'm not, why would I hold back at this point? Right. Um, and it's like, can you blame her, though, you know? She's sort of frozen by it. Yeah. But at the end, that fight, like, those were some daggers going back and forth. I mean, he talked about, like, taking a breath before you open your mouth. I mean, Henry needed to, like, do a quick inhale and an exhale because when he says, like, I didn't blame you for Jacob's death. What? Oh. Like, Oof. no words. I, I mean, what? Well, uh, the... Like, yeah, I get, well, the reveal in this episode that, like, she was not only studying for a degree at the time, right. and, like, she stayed up late a lot, and then she, like, she fell asleep, fell asleep and- during the day, and that's when Jacob had his accident. Um, that's, he meant he survivor's guilt more than we ever knew, more than just, like, I lost track of Jacob. It right, was, right, right. I fell asleep and lost track of Jacob. Right. Um, after my husband told me, like, don't stay up so late because you're right. going to fall asleep. Um, and, but she sort of throws the first 
or takes the first shot in this argument because she's like how long has it taken you and which is they've something she said before Mm -hmm. when they've like sort of argued a little bit this was season one about that henry sort of was able to move on in a little bit like you never move on from a loss like that you never fully move on but there's also only so much grieving that you, can, you do. can do. I guess that's that's sort of my perspective on right. on loss has always been like do everything that you can at the time, like take the time for yourself. But like once it's done with and there's nothing else you can do like, to help the situation, to. you have to take steps to move forward, and that includes like not thinking about right. it for certain periods of the day, like leave an hour a day to think about Jacob to remember, and then the other twenty three live right. your life. I mean, obviously Jacob disappearing again opened up huge oh, yeah. wounds. And I think that's where all the stabs and the tears and the screaming and the emotions were coming from, which is inevitable and I think completely real and justifiable. Um, and I know that that argument, be- or I believe to know that that argument between Luc- Lucille and Henry was just, their emotions were so shaken. And I don't think they necessarily meant to stab each other so hard like that, but I think these know. were thoughts that they had that they oh, were they sort of keeping down. Years. Yeah, they've totally. been just like, avo- like in any again in any relationship, you have little things that you right. want to say that you don't say because they're hurtful, they're unnecessary. Like it's right. just thoughts that don't mean anything and don't need to be expressed. Right. Apparently, they've both they ha- been ha- pretty ha- had some pretty big hatred towards the other person, like yeah. hidden underneath. Obviously, a lot of love too, but she doesn't think he's been grieving properly. He blames her a little bit. Of of course, he does, and I bet that she probably blames herself a little bit too. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, survivor's guilt is a real thing, and that's mm-hmm. absolutely what she's dealing with. Again, falling asleep is like not a big deal. Like you could never have thought, that, right? Um, but Henry's side of it, and he's like, he doesn't want to blame her because he knows again, falling asleep. It, it happens to everybody. Like you fall right. asleep at your desk, it just happens. But the fact that she fell asleep and this happened. He has that slight bit of yeah, that slight hard. bit of blame that he can't probably let go of, and even if he doesn't say it, she knows. Right. And that mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been sucks. an unspoken thing in their relationship since the day that he passed. So, and now it's out there. And I mean, do you think there's any going back from that? No, you, I don't. There's no repairing that marriage at this point. No, I think you can repair the marriage completely because I think they've been through leaps and bounds you know they've gone through a lot together so do i think the relationship is like can be you know taped up absolutely do i think you can ever take a comment like that back i don't think 110 percent no because like we were just saying a part of you meant that do you know what i mean just like yeah. uh, the words aren't said unless uh, even if 0.1 percent of you means like some part of you meant that that's why you said it. That's why you thought it. That's why you spoke it. So, I mean, no. I guess it, it remains to be seen. We'll, we'll have to see what happens yeah. in these next four weeks if they can fix the relationship at yeah. all. Um, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> they've always been the. I mean, also, Fred saying, like, 
when you say something out loud, like, you guys have been through everything. If that didn't tear you apart, nothing will. Right. But it's true. Nail in the true. coffin, Fred. You just signed their yeah, their, their divorce warrant. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. Damn it, Fred. Um, well, before we get into the preacher, talk about Jenny and Marty, uh, all that stuff, I want to talk to you guys real quick about iTunes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. In this new year, it's 2ifteen. I'm excited to be back right at the start. We got a fancy new setup in here, guys. It does. It looks if amazing. If you're just listening and you're not watching on YouTube, we have a whole new set in Studio A here. It looks <laughs> sweet. And you know how it helps us like keep these studios looking fresh and new, keep the lights going, keep us coming to you guys with I believe we're over 90 shows a week at this point here at AfterBuzz TV. How many shows even? Um this uh, January season, we'll be doing 99 after shows every week. That's not including interviews or the other three networks that we run alongside after Buzz 99 TV. after buzz shows a week. Over a hundred if you count stuff like Spotlight On. Guys, that is an incredible amount of content that you can get for the price of free. So keep tuning in. Go on to <laughs> iTunes. Hit us with subscribe. A rating would be great. A review would be even better. It takes 30 seconds of your time to leave us a comment, and it does worlds and bounds to help keep us at the front of people's searches, to help networks find us, to help us get guests, to help keep us right at the top so that other people can find this podcast and, and uh, find out about our views on Resurrection well, as well. That. And also, I want to know what you guys think. What do you think is going to happen? Tell I want to know. What do you guys think is going to happen? We have four episodes left. Here's my big question that I want you guys to answer. Are we going to get an answer? No. Are we, we going to get even, whoever gets answers? Are we going to get any sort of like next step towards finding out what's going on here, or is this going to be just like people come back, deal with it? Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious about your guys' opinion, so please hit us with a review. Let me know what you think. Let's get into speaking of people coming back. Uh, the preacher. Okay, let me just say this: if you ever see a shady man. Walking down a street alone in a black hoodie, and you are a police officer, and you don't stop the person, or if you do stop him, and then he just says, I'm looking for someone, but they've gone, and you let him keep walking, that is the weirdest thing, and that is so unrealistic, I almost wanted to turn the TV off, because that that cannot happen. And when, not when only Fred... did Marty let him go, but then Fred let him go. This is a weird dude that no one has seen in a black hoodie talking so monotones. I mean, I'm sorry, but there that is there is awful. a an eight year old boy missing. Right. Um, we think he's with Grandma, but who knows? Like, right. That you could you could have gotten it wrong. Right. Like the car could have been stolen <laughs> by a crazy preacher man, and so then bad. he took Jacob for a ride. Um, so yeah. bad. Uh, it's weird. I mean, so we, we opened on him, like, stumble. We saw him get hit. He was, like, praying and he got hit by lightning. Right. I mean, as far as ways to start out your your arc, it's a pretty <laughs> good one. Um, and then he gets the, the spider web scar on his back. No, I thought it was a tree. Well, oh, it's the spider webbing. It, it was a tree. I just right. meant it spider webbed out. Oh. Like, oh. Um, because that's, that's how they usually script. Because... That's really what happens when you get hit by lightning. You do get scars like that. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, it's a real phenomenon. Like that, it's it's something. It has something to do with the way like the electricity f- like yeah. flows throughout your body. 
Um, you really do get crazy, like, spiderwebby designs on your I mean, that was the most perfect spiderweb design I've ever seen. If you want that, go get a tattoo. Do not try to get hit by lightning. <laughs> I'll just say that. But it did look really cool. And if you notice, I almost blinked in and missed it. That it's the tree from the yeah, opening. At the beginning of the episode, before it says resurrection, like there's a tree in the background. It's the same tree. Yeah. Bet um, you didn't see that. And we saw the tree again at the end of the episode yeah. after like we find out this guy is like a. So we find out that he's the pre- the old preacher from the town. We lost our priest. We had to get a new one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pastor Tom. I guess that's. Come back to me, Pastor Tom. <laughs> Well, I guess that's what happened. Like, um, if you can, if you think that there's like some of uh, whatever sending people back as a benevolent force, right? We lost our pastor. We lost the shepherd of the flock, right. and they sent a new one. Well, I have to tell you, a cool for you for saying that because my mind didn't do that connection. But you and I always think differently, <laughs> so we'll keep going on that path. But also, I feel like. Yes, that's totally why he's brought back. But I think if and if that is a true reason, he's gonna be completely different from Pastor Tom. Oh yeah, yeah. Only because you can just tell in the way that he speaks, the way that he looks, or like he's so un he's so hiding something, like you can tell in his eyes. So he's whatever he is, he's not gonna be Pastor Tom, I can tell you that much. He knows more. I'm hoping that based on like the way he spoke about the returned, the way he talked about like people coming back i'm hoping that he will give us the way that margaret got us like felt like a step closer Mm -hmm. like we learned more of the rules of how this works that he will take us another step closer to understanding what's going on i don't know if it's i mean he's definitely gonna bring he's gonna bring something to the pot i don't know if it's gonna necessarily be an answer if he's gonna stir it up a little more but, because even, like, the way he introduced himself to Marty, that was so sketchy. Yeah, he's just like... Like, he wanted no, he wanted nothing to do with him. But that's how I took it. Like, it was really not, like, there was no excitement, there was no happiness. It was just, like, he, I don't know. I wonder if he was saving it, because then when he saw him again at the end... But do you think that that was genuine? I think it was the truth. Do you? Like, the basic truth of, I died trying to save you. That might be real. I just, I don't know. I have a gut feeling about this guy, and I just... You think... I mean, I we, like we thought Margaret was evil at the top of the season. She turned out to just have some, like, crazy stuff going on. Yeah. But, so do you think he's out for bad? I feel like it would be kind of weird if they brought in another, like, hard skin character like Margaret. So maybe they do need someone, like, kind of shady who's going to rock the boat a little bit. If she is gone, you know, I don't know. But my first gut reaction with him being introduced as a character is he doesn't have any good intentions. Okay. Um, it seems and I'm like... sticking to it. <laughs> Well, he's he's a preacher, so then that makes he it makes him a man of God. I'm just gonna like let yeah. this thought process go out because I don't have I don't know where I'm going with it. <laughs> um, he's a preacher. He's a man of God, so he may think he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe he potentially, like he may think, oh well, the Bible says all this, right. so it has to be this, this, this. Um, or there's the potential that he, I guess, like because being like 
a pre- being a preacher, being a man of God, let him maybe be more awake in the yeah. like the afterlife sort of thing. Because Jacob and Margaret said in this episode that they don't really remember. They don't have memories of what uh, happened between dying and coming back. Right. What if he does? Or has like a sense of it that like lets him control it more. Yeah, maybe. Um, I guess we'll see. There's a lot, oh, there's more, and like I'll save my more thoughts until predictions. <laughs> um, but so yeah, any last thoughts on the preacher before we? No, I'm not a fan. See a preacher <laughs> man. I don't. I'm not a fan of him, like in terms of supporting him. But I am a fan of his introduction. I yeah. liked the lightning thing. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah, excited. That was cool. That I, was cool. I'm intrigued. I'm ready to see what this does for the show. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and so, but the other character that we got, at least not introduced, but brought back to us mm-hmm. more, so that we can spend more time with her, is Jenny, little Jenny girl. Ah, good. Finally. This took (laughs) way too long. But here's also the other thing is what I was saying about, maybe it's just my opinion. I don't know. Let me know. But every, not every, a lot of reactions on this show are just not genuine. Like, if a little sister is being reunited with her brother, like, to me, maybe just because I'm a really emotional person, but, like, there would be such an overjoy. Like, they would just be oozing out of my pores. And... There just wasn't that, or I didn't, I didn't see that. You're right. It wasn't, it wasn't there. Um, but I guess you could. Maybe it's just because it's so it's such weird. A weird situation. Like because she, yeah. he was a baby when she knew him, right? And so she, I think she talked about it the last time we saw her about how she was very protective of her baby brother, right? She wanted to look after him. She saw herself almost in a motherly role, right? Um, now her little baby brother is thirty five years old, and he's uh, like yeah. he's the one who's going to be raising you. It's yeah. very, I imagine that would be very confusing. I'm for sure. A child. I'm sure. Um, the part that that confused me about that the whole setup of mm-hmm. that though is that Marty's like, I need a favor. Right, but that, I think that's, that's like the tone of the show. Do you know what I mean? Like the biggest things are like, like, hey Zach, like, can you? Like, bring me a coffee at After Buzz. Like, that's a favorite. Do you know what I mean? So I yeah, think, like, the tone of the show is just, like, so... Everything is brought down a level because of what's going on, but... Yeah, but that's that's yeah. a favor. Like, hey, get me a drink while you're out. Right. That's a favor. Can you reunite me with my long-lost sister who's been brought back from the right. dead and doesn't know that I'm her brother? Right. That is not a favor. No. That is a... I don't even. That's just. I don't know what that is, but or it's the biggest favor in the world. Yeah, but, but that's like also that the, they were if they were holding her for a reason, releasing her now. Like it was because but of the, the he was the sick, vi- right? Yeah, it was because yeah. of the virus, which is now cured. But so that's again, it's just not a favor. Yeah, it's I just don't like know. you should do this because I'm her family. Right now that she won't get sick and die by releasing her right. to me release her to me. I don't know. So many things are backwards, but I guess that's just the name um, of the game. What did you think? I did like the little like jabs at like Marty and Maggie where she's okay, like, why again, aren't you married? Yeah. I don't know why Marty and Maggie like, I can't even go down that road because we'll be here for two hours. But, um. No, go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> One of us has to keep us on track here. Um, no, I, but that was so prime because I think they've kind of shied away from any relationship things. Um, 
so when Marty was talking to Jenny and, you know, she was like, or he said, do you want to meet her? Or you're like, I have someone. Do you want to meet her? I was like, yes. Go, Maggie. Um, and then... Hook them up already, God, Resurrection. Just, it's so silly. They're like, just, now, if they win or if they ever do hook up, I'm just... Like, I'm not even going to be excited anymore. I'm just going to be like, finally. I'll cheer. I will cheer. <laughs> I will throw my arms in the air, yell, finally, and then sit back and enjoy two beautiful people. Go yeah. on, that. <laughs> yeah, but that was awesome when she kind of looked at him like... Yeah, why aren't you? You know, answer this question. <laughs> so that was killer. I mean, kids will always ask the best questions, so. I mean, she's picking on her baby brother. She should. That's what older sisters why are. Why isn't he married? Yeah, well, he's right? in some dark stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he probably has a, It's easy to just be like, I never found the right girl. And then, like, and then he looks over What's at her. Till now. <laughs> That's the smooth stuff you need to be doing, Marty. Everything's yeah. sort of calm. The storm calmed down, literally, mm-hmm. um, and figuratively. Seems like we're going to be a little bit... That's the other thing that I'm realizing at the end of this episode. Like, all the craziness of the the true living is, like, in the, on the back burner? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're really focusing on, like... We didn't see any of it. doesn't mean it's gone away. Um... I guess just like everybody's been forced inside because of the storm. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens now. In the, again, in the wake of Pastor Tom's death, mm-hmm. um, what the true living does more. We saw the little blow up in the last episode, but I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what happens again. Jenny has now been introduced. Yeah. Marty is out. Like, there's more and more returned. This preacher's gonna come back. I'm sure he's gonna have a lot to say. Yeah, I think a, a whole new, really cool, interesting dynamic has been brought to light, which yeah. should hopefully round out the... Let's let's episodes. move into predictions, because I let's feel like it. that's what we're doing right now. Let's do it. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> predictions. Alright. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about the preview real quick. What uh, what is happening? I have to call you out because at the end of the preview, out loud, I was like, "There's no way that Henry dies." <laughs> and Zach is like, "Wait, what?" I got distracted uh, in, in the moment as it was airing, <laughs> and I like did I blinked because they, they're, they're throwing so many shots at you I on think, there. But that's huge, though. If Henry, yeah. I mean, I guess it's I guess it really does happen. But if they're I if, saw the ambulance and I didn't. Killing Henry? Yeah, I didn't see like I didn't notice until I went back and rewatched it after. And said that, if they kill Henry before him and Lucille make up, oh, I won't be able to handle that. Um, well, the big the big right? thing that they they throw at us in that preview is not just that Henry looks to be dead in that ambulance, but the preacher claiming he can bring anybody back. Right. The preacher claiming that he can just like basically like pray, and he's like, "I can bring back anybody who is dead." Right. Um, I just I don't think they can give someone that power on this show because then it's like playing God. Like I I would be I would be really interested if they took that route. I don't see them doing that, but I would actually love to see that because yeah. it, it raises the stakes of what's happening. It's it's different. It changes yeah. the dynamic of right? like what's going on in the town because all of a sudden you don't these aren't just people who are being brought back like without, without a, any like any decision on their part. No, now there is a guy actively bringing people back. It raises the fear yeah. level a lot more. I feel like the government has to take a bigger interest now because now there's like 
a warlock guy, like, <laughs> yeah. coming in and, like, doing all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it it changed... I like, I like that possibility. Um, and we can get Mark Hildreth back. <laughs> you That's can get Pastor Tom back if they're like, we need our pastor. And he's like... The preacher just, like, puts his hands together, says it's that like, Latin prayer, and he's like, it is done. It is done. And then he wanders out of the woods, and Rachel and he go off and uh, have a happy family with their crazy... Oh, my God. So everyone on that show needs therapy. <laughs> or, like, a really big bottle of wine. Yeah. Well, they need everyone something. needs to go down to Twain's, and Elaine yeah. can get them a drink to, to process half of my what is God. happening. Um but do we? Th- so, do you think anything is going to specifically blow up with the true living? I, I guess I see a true living versus preacher situation, like really, like almost like a war. If this guy becomes what you think he is, when he's like, I can bring anyone back. Yeah, I think the true li- living are they're already so on edge and have already, you know, formed like their own little hate group. Um, so yeah, if preacher man is playing God on Earth all of a sudden. He's gonna have, he's gonna have to fit in with a rough crowd. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah. Four more episodes left, guys. Whoops. Thank you for tuning in. Any last thoughts, Chelsea? See you guys next week. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's good to see you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll have our G Madison I back. Hope so, um, guys, thank you for tuning in. Chelsea Breach, if people want to keep up with you week to week, where can they find you? Instagram and Twitter. I got a bunch of stuff going on for you guys. Uh, my handle is at cbreach, C B R I C H E. And you guys can catch me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here at AfterBuzz, a whole bunch of shows coming up in the fall. I've got Agent Carter coming up, Better Call Saul in February, Helix comes back next week. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.